Hello, I'm Tara. Welcome to You Should Write a Book, the podcast. If this was really a book, this would be in the chapter titled Reflections and subtitled, You Know What They Say About Assumptions. Now let's see where our stories meet. We are a meaning-making species, and we therefore make assumptions as a kind of a shorthand, a shorthand that is deeply flawed. Uh, A few years ago, I heard a rumor that I was more obsessed with my dog than my job. I was working in a church, and I often took my dog with me, and while I was preaching, she slept quietly in my office. As soon as the service was finished, I would go into my office and my dog would come bounding out, excited to see all of the people. So someone looked at this and decided that I was more focused on letting my dog out than I was about remaining at the door and shaking people's hands as they left the church. They implied a meaning to my actions that was completely mistaken. Uh, During the service, if you don't know about the Anglican Church, uh, I wore vestments in our tradition. The vestments consisted of a plastic collar, a floor-length robe with a cincture, a tie around the waist, a stole, a long scarf, and often a chasuble is a cape that fit over my head. The temperature in the church was set at a reasonable 70 degrees Fahrenheit, which in normal indoor clothes was quite comfortable. Now, for one who is easily overheated and wearing so many layers, it was neither reasonable nor comfortable. What I was doing at the end of every service was shedding my vestments so that I could go and rejoin the congregation without passing out from heat stroke. I thought it was the kind thing to do. But it became an indictment against my focus on the job. To me, the assumption about my dog obsession for some in my congregation was laughable. But the lesson I learned, and hope that others involved learned as well, was that a lot of heartache could have been saved all around if someone had simply asked the question, why do you go straight to your office when the service is finished? You know, a conversation. I'm no longer in ministry, but I often think back to that example. It helps me check myself and my assumptions that I might be making about other people. Maybe it's because I'm getting older, Maybe it's because I'm just tired of dancing around hard topics, but I'm much better at being very clear in my communications with people, clients, friends, and family alike. For example, if I receive a text message that seems terse or out of character, rather than jumping to the conclusion that that person is upset with me or that I've done something wrong, I might wait a bit and ask directly, is everything okay with us or with the topic we were discussing, or did I just catch you at a bad time? Specific. Question. And I'll get an answer. 
my brother used to complain about people who, in an almost full-stop traffic jam, pulled over to the far-left passing lane. He would laugh and say, well, who do they think they're going to pass? No one's going anywhere. Now, this was in southern Ontario, specifically in the place where two eight-lane highways merged into one. That was great planning. I said, I'm one of those people who pulls into the passing lane. But my motivation isn't that I think I'm going to pass anyone. But I'm getting myself out of the way. Out of the way of those that are merging onto the highway or getting off of the highway. He'd made an assumption about my motives. And he was wrong. So what assumptions do you have about people in traffic? I have my own pet peeves. I really don't like people who do farmer's turns. I just heard that phrase. The people who pull to pull to the right when they're turning left and vice versa. The big wide turn. Maybe they forgot that they're not hauling hay. Okay, this one is one of my favorites. Years ago, when Calgary was booming, I would head down to Stephen Ave on a Friday to save a table for my friend Lori and whoever she had tagging along from where she was working. See, Friday was my only day off, and it was the least I could do. Well, Lori and I found ourselves very amusing. We would zing one-liners back and forth for the amusement of all, and normally the entire table would be laughing along. At some point, usually about two pints in, she would ask anyone who didn't know me, guess what she does for a living? See, I was the punchline. She wouldn't make them wait long before she would spurt out, she's a priest! The reaction was always the same. First, in silence. Then you could see the clicking, they frantically going through their recall to see if they'd said anything offensive or out of line. Someone would say, you don't look like a priest. And then I would get some timid confessions of, I used to be a, insert denomination here, a Lutheran, a Baptist, a Roman Catholic. And then, more strongly, someone would say, well, now I'm spiritual, but not religious. I found it funny that they thought that I cared. It wasn't as if I was going to ask them to join me at church. Next, I would be bombarded with whatever was in the news at the time. Pedophile priests, residential schools, some megachurch pastor buying a new Learjet, some homophobic declaration made by a politician. I'd fend off each topic with my shield. Zing, zing, zing. They would act surprised as they found out that I agreed with them and declared that I wasn't like that. At the same time, I lamented about how underpaid I was and that sometimes I wished that I had a megachurch with wealthy givers. And then suddenly, as a group... They would remember that I was still the same person that was telling dirty jokes and drinking pints, and things would slowly settle back to normal. 
On occasion, one person would confront me with one passage they'd memorized from Bible school and want to engage in a deep conversation about whether or not we should stone adulterers or some such thing. I was just there to drink. Upon leaving, someone would say, I'd come to your church, even though I'd never asked them to, and they never did. So what assumptions do you make about people? Have you categorized them before you they've uttered a word based on their occupation, their social status, the way they dress? It's in our nature to do so. Cavemen needed to determine friend or foe in really quick, short order. And we still do the same. But it is a habit that we can break. It's a habit that we should break. I was never what they thought I'd be. So let's talk about ethnicity. That's a big one. Some that we still use, categories, usually with people in our own circle of friends. We might say, you know, Scots are cheap. And those Irish, they sure know how to drink. Outside of our circle of friends and acquaintances, our biases might become a little bit more sinister, like Indigenous people are lazy, or all Muslims require women to be subservient, and they all want to bring Sharia law to our country. And Jews own all of the banks and run Hollywood as a propaganda machine. Rednecks aren't too bright, black men leave their children, and black women are all angry. You get my point. This kind of stereotyping happens all of the time, and it's often masked as humor. I don't find it funny. Well, the one about Scots is a little bit funny to me, but only because my ex was the cheapest man on the face of the planet, but he was Norwegian. So I could go through the list of biases and dispel them all just from my own personal experience. But I'll leave that to do for you on your own. I believe that the word they should only be used to talk about your next door neighbor in a sentence like, they are coming over for dinner, and not to use a broad brush to talk about an entire ethnic group or any group. Those descriptions don't accurately reflect who you are. So why do we assume that such descriptions are accurate descriptions about other people? I know, this was a little bit preachy, and I'm sorry for that. My hope is to help you look at the world through a different lens, a lens that's not just on autopilot. And to start seeing each person as a person. To not make assumptions about why people do the things they do. To not automatically go to anger in traffic just because you think others are making a bad decision. To not be in the world using only a broad brush. But to become more precise. How? Start a conversation not an accusation. Stop assuming and find out the real deal. 
find out about the real people that you interact with every day. Never assume that you know. You don't know shit. Live by that old saying, to assume makes an ass of you and me.